I have a secret to share today. It's a pretty good one. And actually it is one of five that I always share with home decorating clients. And when I was staging five things that you could do to elevate the look of your home in a weekend. I'm going to share one today, and if you want to know what the other four are, you can find them at bit.ly forward slash five, the number five, home secrets. Okay, so what is it? It's all about plants today. I got a question from Jessie, and she says she has more of a black thumb than she does a green thumb, but she's really willing to try. She wants to start bringing green live things into her home. (laughs) (laughs) but she's a little bit nervous and I can completely understand that. If you have ever purchased plants and you feel like that is just a waste of money, then you definitely want to hear today's tip. And so I tell Jesse the two plants I would start with if I were starting over. But not only that, I share where I source my plants for pretty inexpensive. And even though I might be able to source them regionally at specific stores. I think if we generalize it just a little bit, you might be able to shop these same things, these same places, and in the same way, wherever you are. But forewarning, before I press go on today's conversation, I do want to warn you about the sound quality. Sometimes when you're working for home, you have to work in the mom cracks of time. Have you heard that phrase? In the mom cracks. And what does that mean? For some of you who have little ones, it is during nap time. For some of you, when you are picking up kiddos, it is literally while you're waiting in the carpool lane. For me, it was kind of like that. I took my oldest son to a soccer game on the weekend and my weekend was full. It was fuller than full, and I needed to find a little bit of time. So as he was warming up for his soccer game, I was recording, and you might be able to tell the quality while you listen. But after today's show, you have some homework to do. If you have a plant that you would recommend to someone just starting out trying to test their green thumb, I want you to come and share it with us over in the Facebook community. And if you have a favorite place to source your plants for pretty inexpensively. I want you to share that too. Where is it? And what are your tips for shopping these in a way that doesn't really break the bank? All right. Enjoy today's show. It's quick tip Tuesday. You have questions. I have answers and I am so glad to be answering them for you today. If you have a question that you want answered on the show, pop into my DMS on Instagram at vegan farm, send me an email, at figandfarmathome at gmail.com or join the Facebook group and ask there. bit.ly forward slash design 101 group. Let's hop to it. Let's answer your question. And if you find value in this, I'm sure someone else will too. So make sure you share with a friend. Today's question comes from Jessie. And she says, I really want to try having a live plant, but I'm nervous because I kill everything. Which plant would you start with? And... Where do you find them inexpensively? Jesse, these are such great questions. And I do want to encourage you in just letting you know that you are absolutely not alone. Absolutely. And it wasn't too long ago when I was in your same boat, when I wanted to try so badly to have plants of my own and just started experimenting. And it was a little discouraging when I would bring a live plant into my home and realize, oh no, 
<laughs> the plant isn't doing so well. The plant isn't doing so well. And oh, oh there it goes. Oh, oh, there. And into the trash. It, it was really discouraging. And I don't want you to be discouraged. What I didn't know then that I wish I did know is that I was starting with the wrong plants. I should have started really, really easy. And what I thought was really, really easy back then was succulents. And those actually are not the ones I would recommend starting with. Maybe you listeners have had good luck with succulents. And if you have, awesome. I think that they take a little bit of care in a different way. Jesse, if you're hearing from someone, start with a succulent. Don't do that. Try these two plants instead. If you were to pick just one, I would pick the Sansevieria. And that is, that's the, the fancy name for it, the scientific name. But the common name is called mother-in-law's tongue or snake plant. These are the plants that look like giant blades of grass, quite honestly. They look like thin, tall blades of grass. And there are different varieties of Sansevieria, some smaller ones and some, some larger ones. Give that a try. And these ones are so forgiving. These ones are the ones that you could leave for dead and you still realize, oh, you're still living. <laughs> Oops, I forgot to water you. And that was like four weeks ago when I went on my vacation on the African safari. <laughs> but here they are still living, still thriving. And you know what? The Sansevieria doesn't necessarily need a whole lot of light. It can be happy in indirect light. It can be happy in very minimal light. And... I think it can be happy in, in uh, direct light. It is, after all, a, a plant that is used to living in arid conditions. So that means that means sun. So try that, Jesse. Try the Sansevieria. The other plant that I have just recently brought into my own home, recently in the last couple of years, that I have absolutely fell in love with and I now have two and I'm thinking about maybe getting another one. This one is so easy to take care of and it's beautiful. It is gorgeous. It is quintessentially the perfect houseplant and it trails and it just looks lovely in a basket or lovely in a nice pot. It looks lovely if you're hanging. It looks lovely sitting on the shelf or a coffee table and this is the pothos and that is such a fun one to start with. They do okay with indirect light. They do okay um, getting water every 10 days, maybe even every two weeks. And some of you who are plant mamas to the core are probably thinking, no, don't do that. And if you have a tip, I want you to stop right now and encourage you to come join us in our Facebook community where you get the chance to be the expert on the plant. So make sure you share with us there. Also, make sure too that you share which plant you would start with if it isn't one of those two. We want to know. But to answer your question, Jesse, there are um, several, several places where I would choose to purchase my plants in a way that is not going to be super expensive. Especially if I am starting out as a new plant mama, I don't want to invest a whole lot because I'm growing my confidence and, you know, it would be really unwise of you to go and buy the $95 plant if you are not entirely sure you can keep it alive for more than two weeks. So do start smaller budget-wise, not necessarily plant-wise. Do start smaller so that you can grow in your confidence and your skill and then you can move on from there. So here are my top five places that I would shop for plants. The first two places I would go to 
are places where I would like to source my large plants. These are the ones that are showstoppers. These are the ones that are not going to sit on a tabletop. They are likely going to sit in the corner because they take up a lot of real estate in your home. These ones are big. And big plants can sometimes cost a lot of money, but not here. So the first place I would go is Ikea. And so many of you might have an Ikea nearby or nearby-ish. The next time you go, make sure you check their live plant section. Now, Ikea, of course, does have a really large section for fake plants. And those I will purchase for my shop if I need to have green fillers. I love to have green fillers in my shop display. But in my own home, I actually prefer to have live plants and I will experiment and I will baby things and I will do research and I will do all kinds of things in order to make it so that these plants are thriving. And if they are not thriving, I am doing my very best to try to learn how to make them thrive. And because I'm not spending a lot, if I accidentally make a mistake and I accidentally overwater or underwater, it's not going to be be a big deal because I haven't spent a lot. So definitely check Ikea and you might be really surprised because even though this is a ginormous warehouse that these plants are living in, and maybe there are some grow lights in this section, it is still indoors. And these plants are really, really lovely. The, the big plants, the little plants, and the price point is so, so good maybe $30 for a large plant. So try there. You'll be happy that you did. The next place I'll try is in a hardware store, either a hardware store, or I like to add Walmart into this section too. And I don't necessarily like to go to there to the section where you pay full price. In fact, I will go through there. I will look at them. I will think, oh, aren't you sweet and cute? But oh, you're too pricey. I don't buy them from the full price section. I go to the plants, the plant stand in the corner of the store that are where the rejects go, <laughs> where the ones who are barely hanging on, where the ones that have not been watered well enough, where the ones who have been overwatered, where the ones who have brown spots, where the ones who have leaves that look like they have been cut, chewed, spit on. <laughs> I go to that section and I love rescuing plants from this section. I've rescued so many over the years and there are times when the leaves might look a little bit not perfect and the plant has to grow out of it and that's okay. But there are times when your plant needs just a little bit of, of tender care. But if you're experimenting with this plant anyway, and you've never taken care of it, this is a perfect opportunity to pay a fraction of a fraction of a fraction of the cost and start learning. And if you can't bring it back to life, it's not a huge deal because you paid the fraction of the fraction of the fraction of the price and you're taking the risk on that. So you can go really big by starting really, really small with your pocketbook if you, if you choose to purchase them from the, I'm barely hanging on, I'm about to be thrown into the garbage plant stand in the corner of the store. One of my favorite plants that I purchased from there is the ubiquitous fiddle leaf fig. And these poor fiddle leaf figs, they showed up on the scene on the Instagram Pinterest scene about how many years ago? Before the pandemic. So four years ago, maybe. And they were in every picture, every beautiful picture that you could possibly see. And if you go onto Pinterest and you Google or you 
you know, search beautiful living room, chances are you're going to see a fiddle leaf fig in the corner living there. And these poor little babies have lived a very sad life because everyone after seeing these pictures have gone out to go get these plants. Well, the unfortunate bit is that these are not the ones to start with if you are a practicing plant mama. These are not the ones that you should put first on your plant raising repertoire. These ones are high maintenance. They are divas. They are, they take a little bit of research. They take a little bit of care. They take a little bit of high maintenance. <laughs> not necessarily, not really, but you do need to know which kind of lighting they like best, where they like to get their water, how much water, when to water. It, it is a little bit more laborious than the Sansevieria or the Pothos. So that poor fiddly fig. But the, my point is I rescued one from that barely hanging on almost dead plant stand section at the corner of the hardware store. And I am so glad I did. It is one of my favorite plants in the whole house and it's looking great. It is looking fantastic. So Jesse, try that plant stand in the corner where all the little sad ones go and make one happy. All right, the other places I will go to look for plants. Now, I will try to find smaller plants in at Ikea and uh, the hardware stores as well in that I'm barely hanging on section. I will definitely shop there too. But the other places I like to go, my local grocery store, Trader Joe's, Winco, I have a Hagen here. Those places have some really, really fun plants and they can be really inexpensive. Trader Joe's has, they don't have a huge variety, but they generally have a variety. And that is such a fun way to spend $5 and give a plant a try. At my local Winco, we have maybe, I don't know, it's just one little stand and the, the plant prices are never over $7. And some of them are indoor, some of them are outdoor. And there's maybe... 25 total, but that's a really great spot to try. That's a really great spot to look to see if there's one that maybe you can give a try. The third place I really like to get my plants at an inexpensive price are from mom and pop nurseries. Now I'm not talking about the nurseries that you drive by and you see the big billboards for, or you have heard the advertising from the radio or TV commercials. These ones, they have money to spend on marketing. Those are not the ones I'm going to. I'm going to the one at the corner of the, the corner of that intersection that you always drive by that you, you miss because you have blinked and you realize, oh, that's a little plant stand. That's a little plant store. These are the ones that are run by someone who is passionate about plants and they don't necessarily take up big real estate they might take up just a teeny tiny little corner of a parking lot. I don't, I don't even know, but there are mom and pop stores, mom and pop plant stores in pretty much every town, every big city. So ask a friend, ask a plant loving friend where they get their plants, look around, be observant when you're, when you're riding the bus or you're commuting to work, be observant and see if you know where those little nurseries are that aren't the big ones, that are not the ones that are bringing in the reindeer at Christmas time. These are the ones that are just run by that sweet little couple who are just passionate about gardening. The one that I found years ago 
was so sweet. It was in my local, my local town and it had a giant, it had a pretty big greenhouse. The greenhouse looked like it had seen better days. Like if a strong wind would blow, it might topple over. And it was one run by this sweet man and his little cat. And I would gather my little, the plants I would want for my container baskets and they had indoor plants as well but I would gather those and I would put them in my box and I would go up to the checkout station and the man would not necessarily there wouldn't be price tags on these things even though I knew generally what the prices were and he would just look at the box and he would round down generously and it was a place back then where you had to pay cash and if you didn't have all the cash that you needed that's okay you could come back and and bring it the next time. These are the type of mom and pop stores I'm talking about. Do you know of one? If you know of one and you are in a big area, a city, um, a big city, I want you to pop into the Facebook group and I want you to share, share the city that you're in and the name of the mom and pop nursery so that you can share their wealth because you are um, supporting a small business and a passionate small business. I just absolutely love that. Okay. And the fifth place that I will um, shop, and I am air quoting this, shop for my houseplants is in my own home. And this is one of my very favorites because every once in a while, your plants get too big for their britches. They just do. They get too big for the pot that they're living in. And when they get too big, they become root bound and they need more breathing room. And guess what? That means you can generate another plant by dividing the one that you have. And you can divide it maybe one or two times, maybe three, whatever, whatever, however big your, your plant is into smaller ones. And this is kind of a fun one that you can do to just get more plants for your own home, but it's also a really fun thing to do if you have a plant exchange party with your girlfriends, maybe have brunch and you all bring a um, plant that you have divided so that you can share. And then you, you each walk away with, you know, four new plants or something like that. That is such a fun way to get more houseplants, or even you can take that out to the garden as well and do plants that you have in your garden. The other thing too, is that you can propagate your plants. If you take a cutting and you just let that cutting sit in water. And as that plant cutting sits in the water, it will begin to root. And once it has taken root, you can plant it into some dirt and soil and treat it tenderly treat it gingerly, don't overwater it, but baby it, and you will have a brand new plant that way. All right, Jesse, I hope that was really helpful for you as you are trying to step into plant parenthood and you are learning how to take your, what you think is a black thumb, and I bet it isn't, but you're learning how to take that black thumb and turn it into a green one. Start small financially so that you can gain your confidence, you can grow in your skill set. And I do want you to think about those two plants I suggested, the um, Sansevieria and the Pothos, and see if you have any luck with those before moving on to ones that might take a little bit more um, of your time, a little bit more of your talent, and a little bit more of your skill set. All right, Jesse, 
I can't wait to see which plant it is that you choose. Make sure you pop into the Facebook group and leave us a picture. And to all of the, all of you listening, if you have a different plant that you would recommend to start with, pop that into the Facebook too. Make sure that you share which one you think is super, super easy to start with. If you are a beginner or if you were beginning again, pop that in so that we can learn from you. The other thing I want you to do too is make sure that you share. Do you have a favorite plant store or a favorite place where you purchase your plants that doesn't cost a whole lot? A place where you can start small financially so that you can grow your skill and your and your confidence in raising plants? Where would you go? Let's pop that into the Facebook group and share. All right, you guys, I will see you in a couple days. And until then, I hope you're well. Hey, real quick before you go, if you learned something new or found value in today's podcast, would you head over to iTunes to Fig and Farm at Home and leave a review and subscribe to the show? That would be awesome. And if you'd like to connect with my community of mamas who are learning to be intentional storytellers within their own homes, join us at bit.ly forward slash design 101 group. There's always more room at the table. See you soon.